Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to episode number 124 of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And this should be uh, the last for a while, at least, uh, of me running solo. Uh, middle of summer here, so sometimes tough getting some guests on, but I have some awesome ones uh, lined up in the upcoming weeks. However, downloads have been going up, uh, so maybe you guys are even enjoying just listening to me talk once in a while, uh, which is actually one of the things I wanted to bring up uh, and share. Uh, I'm going to be starting... Uh, a multi-part series, let's call it that to start, because how many parts is it going to be? I really have no idea at this point, however many it takes me to get through it. Um, but I want to do uh, a series covering strength and health. Uh, the more I get involved in the strength game, the more I uh, missed it for about two years that I just really wasn't that up on it. And now uh, realize how much I missed it and how much I just enjoy it. If, if, Hey, it would all go away tomorrow. I was pretty damn happy in the interim. Anyway, uh, there are lots of other areas of my life that I could certainly focus on. Um, but a lot of fun, uh, and something that I want to share because, uh, I've, I've talked about this with some guests who've been on the show before, and it's one of those strength and health don't always blend together. Now at an absolute like when it comes down to it if you're just all about performance and your life depends upon it well you might not be making some of the healthiest choices but a lot of times health and strength should be quite synonymous there shouldn't be uh, that big of a difference uh, or a lot of times there might not be any difference uh, for the average person who is probably never going to make a dollar uh, from competing in strength athletics or uh, professional sports as a whole. Now, that's that's just one of the things that just keep an eye out uh, or an ear out for in the future because I'm really excited to be able to share that with everybody. I think it's going to be something that uh, we'll really take away a lot on. Uh, but a couple other things I, I just had, I asked other people like, uh, hey, just again, some questions. And if you guys have questions, please let me know. I'd love to. Uh, this is probably the easiest and most fun medium for me to do so on. Uh, I still like writing. Uh, actually, I love writing. Um, but 
that's more of an in-depth thing for me here. It's like, Hey, when I can just answer some, some little questions along the way, uh, it's, it's really a lot of fun for me. So please let me know if you do have any, but, uh, a week and a half ago, uh, went to uh, a wedding. Uh, one of my best friends from college, it was great catching up with him, uh, catching up with just all of our buddies. I mean, don't get to see them as much as I should. And we've already started making plans where it's got to become a yearly thing. Because when you just have people around you that you love, I mean, it's an amazing thing, right? So beyond that, uh, <laughs> beyond it being a great time, and I wouldn't trade this for the world, I was still amazed at how long it took me to recover. Uh, I think I touched on this like a little bit maybe in the last podcast, but I was really crushed for more than a couple days. I thought I was back to normal earlier than I was. And then I realized like, wow, I was still out of it. And it really probably took at least a solid three, four days, um, just by my sleep being affected. Now that's not to say that I don't, we should always have perfect sleep, right? Because we are still meant to handle different things and our body should be able to handle these stressors. But holy cow, like I did not, I have an even greater appreciation for sleep. Uh, when Cooper was born, like I, I regained an appreciation for it, but it was different because there it's, it's for him. Uh, there's still is that reliance factor. Like here, hey, I just stayed up a little bit later because I wanted to see my friends. I wanted to hang out with them. Uh, and I've been thinking about this over the last week. Cause like I said, I touched on it a little bit last week too, but it really, it, it surprises me how much it affected me. Uh, and I want that to be a take home for everybody because you may not think that sleep is affecting you that much. And really when this was uh, one and a half nights for me. Like the one was a little later than I'm used to. The other one was, I mean, two and a half, almost three hours later than I'm used to. Uh, and it just wrecked me. I still got, I can, I can get seven hours sleep if I go to bed at nine and get up at five. And I might be groggy for five minutes, but then I'm good to go. Uh, or I might just be good to go. It all depends on the day. Um, but here it was like a little after midnight till a little after seven and just like, Whoa, I was just absolutely bushed. Uh, and it really just took, it, it was similar to being uh, jet lagged a little bit. Um, so I, I just want everybody to keep that in mind. Uh, your sleep affects you more than you realize. And the more you become sensitive to it, I think the better it will be for you because you want to recognize those things as they affect you. Uh, other just topics to uh, quick touch on. I'm, in the final edits, I think, uh, of writing uh, my book, uh, don't, I haven't settled on a name for sure, but it's, it has to deal with uh, nutrition and for strength athletes. Uh, and this is in part why I want to do a little bit of a multi-part series on strength, like strength and health and keeping them together because this book is all about eating how, for, for how to eat getting strong, uh, with the caveat that you just don't want to get big and sloppy and just do it very unhealthfully. Um, because you could still stay quite lean and still be, um, really just not that healthy. Uh, as Paul check would say, uh, fit sick person, you can still have six pack and 
be sick as anything on the inside. So learning how to really uh, add strength, add some maybe mass, uh, and do so not only in a lean fashion, but a very clean fashion. And I think that's a big part of it is knowing that this is not just about getting the six pack, getting just chiseled. Like, yeah, I mean, no, this is about strength and the long game. And I want that to sink in because a lot of strength athletes' careers are relatively short. But should they be? I don't think it's one of those things like this shouldn't just be a a blip in time. Like, well, yeah, I guess we are kind of a blip in time. But as far as your timeline goes, it should really last a little bit longer. And you really should be able to compete at a very high level for a very long time. Uh, and certain strongmen you see this with. Um, Mark Felix is a name that comes to mind for me all the time. This man, I think he's now probably in his 50s and is still just strong as ever. I mean, he's still competing on an international stage at a very high level. So it, it of course, can be done. Uh, but just just a little teaser uh, on the book there. Uh, other thing, uh, just a comment on my training. Uh working with somebody who's doing some programming for me right now, uh, Todd Giorgi of New York Strong, and I just want to send a big thanks to him because I've tempo has been part of something that I've uh, worked with, and I commented on this a few weeks ago, but now that I'm even diving into it more, it is amazing to me uh, the effect that the tempo of a lift has on the body. Uh, and some people will say you should only lift fast. And I'm starting to think, uh, at least feel in my opinion, that slowing on an eccentric can be very beneficial. Uh, I just feel really, like now that I'm doing it even for more for a few weeks, like not only is it an absolutely different type of taxing, but I feel very good. I feel actually like I'll get almost just that quick DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, but I recover very quickly from it. Uh, and I don't know if it's the type of training necessarily, or I think part of it is some of um, what I do to recover. Again, nutrition being a big part of that. But it's really cool. It's just like giving me a different feel uh, to my body and getting uh, an amazing workout and doing so at a much uh, lesser weight intensity uh, just because... Like today, I was doing eight seconds, eight second eccentrics on a deadlift. Well, I can't handle 500 pounds that I normally can pretty easily uh, on an eight second eccentric, especially not for sets of six to eight uh, with multiple sets. So, just a little quick update on that and wanted to share. Uh, it's been fun. But diving into the meat, uh, if you will, of what I wanted to talk about today. And this has been something that's been coming into me uh, with some of my Tai Chi, some of my uh, shamanic journeying. And I'm going to just throw two things out there. Meditations on strength and strength consciousness. And now that I say it, strength consciousness is the one that hits me even more. Uh, so that's what we're going to go with. So this is This is 
kind of far out there for me, and this is why this could get really fun. Uh, <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of, I guess you would call it out there things. Like David Wilcock has really been on my mind recently. I've been re-listening to uh, a bunch of his books. Uh, and if you haven't read them, um, it's what's the Source Field Investigations, The Synchronicity Key, and Ascension Mysteries, I believe. Either way, uh, do it in that order if you're going to read or listen to them for sure. Um, but just awesome, awesome reads. And I think stuff that people aren't necessarily ready to hear. But this also all stems back to um, my ayahuasca uh, journey. <sighs> and I almost have a question to pose to everybody slash like, hey, here's what I'm going to discuss is Everything is in our consciousness, in our heads. Like, yeah, we can physically touch other things. Um, but, like, I, I'm thinking about it just as far as strength goes. Like, are we limited by our mental capacity, our spiritual capacity, uh, just what our um, mind, and I say mind, not brain, mind can process or allow us to lift or is this something that's purely physical and after having now been able to experience what it's like to feel what being the world's strongest man is like i i know that this really does come down to more and more and more i think that probably just about everything does come down to our mind uh what we can and cannot control and this is going to be an experiment I'm going to be really trying to hone in over the next few months um, is seeing what I can do uh, solely with just the power of my mind and being able to get strong. Uh, so I, I, so here's, an, here's an example, right? So the first, think about it, like the first thousand pound squat, uh, the first 1100 pound squat first 1200 pound squat like these things just kept escalating and escalating and i'm gonna have to talk to uh mike miller on this is i think the first man in squat 1200 uh and because i got to train with him in and around that time that he was lifting big like this and i want to see to him is it physical is it mental and mental being and i want to separate like the brain from the mind because you might think that you can do something, but unless you know and feel that you can do it, can you? And so I'm curious to see from his standpoint, like, well, what is strength to him? Uh, but I mean, Eddie Hall, who's within the last year or so deadlifted 1,100 pounds. Like, I want to see if the Roger Bannister effect takes place. Like, all of a sudden somebody does this, do more and more people start doing this? Uh, because, hey, it happened now, so... Now we know that it's not impossible. The body's not going to break doing something like this. So is is all this in our heads? Uh, and it's always said like, hey, the mother that lifts the car off the child because whatever crazy story it is, maybe it's a building, maybe it's a tree. Like Either way, the body has these physical capabilities that we have probably cannot even begin to comprehend uh not without preparing for it at least and yet 
these things, you still hear stories about it. It still happens like feats where we just don't even know where it came from. So for those of you who are uh, into strength athletics or I just want to take another uh, game of yours maybe to the next level, is it all in your head? And if it is, what are you going to do about it, right? So my thoughts on this, I'm, I'm going to uh, not only do so as I do some to some extent during my Tai Chi sessions, really focus on strength uh, in that, but I'm also going to start working, like I've been doing my shamanic journeying, um, but I want to start taking it and really connecting with my power animals on strength and see how that affects my strength and any of the blocks that I have on it. Uh, especially because going back, like, uh, when I started working with Todd, he asked me like, okay, like what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And I said, I can pull anything. I can't press. Uh, and he said, retorted to that. Most guys like it's either one or the other, but they can't do both. And this is coming up in my head now again and again. It's well, I'm going to do both and why not? Right? So maybe it's just, we all share, uh, this one mind and some of us have, or maybe some of us share the mind of, Oh, well, if I can deadlift, that means I can't press. Or if I can press, that means I can't really deadlift. So let's see what we can do to, uh, get both of those on board. And now this brings up a bigger question to me, uh, which I think I've posed to one or two guests on the podcast, but I think I'd like to hear some more answer and hear what they have to say about it. And can we get stronger without lifting? Uh, this is something I find uh, to be a fun thought experiment, uh, as I believe Einstein called them thought experiments. Uh, not somebody really smart did. Anyway, <laughs> uh, can we get stronger without lifting? Like, can you get better at just about anything without doing it? I mean, talk about, uh, I mean, when I played football at Ithaca, like we had sports psychologists come in and talk to us and I would visualize punting. I mean, over and over, I'd see the ball coming back to me. I'd be placing it in my hands. I'd be taking my steps. Like all of this would be happening in slow motion. And really to an extent, like it always does happen in slow motion. You just have something, uh, or your perception of time. You're able to alter it is maybe more how it goes. A uh, little Neo in the matrix, if you will. So I want to see, Hey, I don't know that I'm going to do this right now, but in the future, I might take a month, a quarter, a year, who knows, uh, and do nothing but mental training. The same time that I would be spending in the gym, just purely meditating on strength, on lifting, uh, on changing my body, uh, just from a aesthetic standpoint. Why? Because, Hey, could be fun and if it works i mean it could be just a fun little thing to share with everybody so if anybody else out there has tried that uh please uh drop my line let me know i'd really love to hear all about it or maybe have you on and just get to discuss it because i think to be able to share that with people would be pretty darn cool and i think a lot of people would be into it uh knowing that hey maybe they don't have time to get to the gym every day but if they can meditate on that being strong or being healthy or cultivating a relationship, whatever it is, it can be a great way to go about it. Uh, so 
this is where I'm starting to go down the rabbit hole, I guess, even a little bit more. So if enough people are just mentally trying to get strong, uh, do we get stronger as a whole of humanity? Like not just from a pure physical strength standpoint, uh, which would be cool because again, I'm not completely convinced on the whole Darwin uh, theory of evolution. Cause again, from my understanding of looking at the fossil record, there are more often these jumps rather than this very slow, gradual change. Right? So it's this like quick uptick and this quick uptick and it happens among different species. Uh, even I think explored it in the book sapiens a little bit for me, which still is another thing to make me think about. Uh, and again, I'm not saying one or another on this. I just, don't necessarily understand it all enough uh, to have a for sure answer. Sorry if uh, it's loud out here, guys. It's like the third car that's passed by, and normally there's maybe one car that I see go by the road on a night. Anyway, it's something to think about. Strength as humanity uh, in the universe. Like, do we all get stronger collectively? Like, if if this strength continuum would continue for a hundred years would we all of a sudden see uh everybody that's born then from then on with this 15 percent greater strength capacity and the rest of the people left on earth uh the rest of the people that are already born just like in the dust i, I don't know uh, but either way always something fun to think about again now this is something i think paul check and i talked about mm, Back in January, February, February, I think we talked. Uh, it was something where I said, um, being strong as an ox and healthy as a horse. Uh, and he just said, well, why, would you, why do you need to be strong as an ox? And for me, it's... Part of that comes... It made me think about it just from an ego standpoint. But I'm, I'm curious, can you be too strong? Like, is there ever anything where you're too strong for? No, I get it that... Uh, maybe for certain athletics, like you don't need, once you have a requisite amount of strength, you don't necessarily need more, but can you be too strong? Like if it's something that you are passionate about, uh, and just have fun doing in general, like, is there a point where it's like, oh, that's, that's just a little too much. Uh, I say no, uh, same reason people are going to say there's no, you can't have too much money. Same reason you're going to say you can't have too much food, too many lovers, too many pets, kids. I mean, whatever it is, right? There's always going to be somebody who says, nah, you can't have too much of that. You can't have too much fun, right? Uh, so I'm just curious, what is strong enough? And <laughs> like listening to some of the greats like Eddie Cohen, uh, like talk about this, they'll be like, well, I would have just they would have just kept lifting, just kept going. I mean, there was never any point, I don't think, at which anybody at their top of their game is ever completely satisfied, which is probably what put them at the top of that game. But uh, just if somebody were to total like 4,000 pounds in powerlifting, like something just absolutely absurd, 1,000 pounds above like where they're at now, would that be enough? No, probably not. Whoever does that's going to want to get 5,000 pounds or at least 4,100 uh and same thing with Olympic lifting. Like, if somebody gets a 
2,000 pound total. Like just, again, so I'm trying to just blow these numbers out of proportion intentionally. Well, is that going to, is that going to be it? Uh, if somebody gets a thousand pound log or a thousand pound stone load, uh, for strongman, is that going to be enough? No, again, 1100 is going to come around. So what is strong enough? Well, strong enough is at least being able to, for me, go pick Cooper up out of bed. Uh, if he needs to get, if I need to help him, just hold him, hug him, love him. Uh, to be able to do all that I need to do around the house. Uh, now, I go above and beyond that because I also want a requisite level to be high enough so that I can age gracefully and still be strong as I get older. Because, uh, again, I've had loved ones around me. Um, my grandparents, like I saw how fragile they became, how weak they became. And I don't want to get there, but that also doesn't mean that I have to push thousands and thousands of pounds around. It could be just that you do a couple hundred, but just doing it forever and just making sure you stay healthy. So what is strong enough? Strong enough to me, or can you be too strong? No, you can't be too strong, but you can only get as strong as the amount of work that you're willing to put into it and the amount of commitment that you're willing to put to that. So if getting stronger for me also means ruining relationships with the rest of my family, then may not be worth it. Uh, But if getting stronger for me also means making me happier and healthier, then it might be worth it. So it's, it's, again, it's about finding that balance. So that's... That's where I wanted to take a deep dive into today. Uh, I was amazed how, actually, how much there was in there for me, how uh, in depth that felt. I I don't know if it was. It's it still is really making me ponder. Still, what is strength? I I there's this fascination. I think I, I have probably just from going back to when I'm a kid, I've been watching World's Strongest Man, watching these guys that were absolutely larger than life to me at the time, and still are, some guys are twice the size of me, uh, quite literally, uh, and more than twice the size, I mean, like, guys like Brian Shaw, Haftior Bjornsson, these guys are 440 pounds, whatever, they're like 6'8", 6'9", just behemoths. But, at the same time, I know what it's like to be as strong as them in my mind. It's a fun paradox to think about. Uh, maybe paradox isn't the right word. I'm not sure what is. Uh, I'd have to look up the exact definition of paradox to be sure if I'm using that correctly. But this has been my uh, strength consciousness. Oh, no. So here's where I wanted to take this. <sighs> strength consciousness. So our consciousness individually as, as a whole uh, continues to evolve, right? It's, it's, it's an always changing thing. Now, if, if we are trying to better ourselves through strength, right, and, and focus on that, does that help to better us as humanity? Uh, this is where I have not received an answer or not necessarily sought out the exact answer yet. But I'm curious if being more mindful of strength and if it 
if strength allows people to meditate and collectively raise their awareness and raise their consciousness, bring out clarity of thought and really be more concerned about all that is health, uh, at least in this context is where I'm trying to take it. Is that not just exactly what we want? So some people may meditate on decreasing violence. Others probably meditate on increasing it. Um, But if we focus on strength, well, all that goes along with strength, uh, at least for some individuals, is is going to be fantastic. Uh, So we each have our consciousness, our meditations, if if those of all of you that are involved with the strength, I encourage you to to really focus on that and not just make it part of uh, your daily routine is getting your lifting, getting your movement in, but make it part of your daily meditation practices, movement as meditation. Uh, sure, this is a work in exercise, but can also be used as a work out exercise. So you're still expanding energy, but you still might be able to cultivate energy at the same time if you're bringing it to a higher level of awareness. Uh, and I think that's what where I'm coming back to with this is a higher level of awareness, no matter uh, what means you use to get you there, I think are still beneficial. So for each of us, if we find that thing, for me, right now it is um, strength and health. Uh, how how I go about that, I think is going to have a profound impact. I mean, I'm looking at Rufus, my dog, just laying in front of me. If that's always on my mind, maybe maybe it drifts into his mind and we're able to develop that and further uh, just the collective mind and everybody focusing on this. So I think the more people focusing on strength, focusing on health, uh, focusing on, again, anything that's going to better humanity as a whole, well, that can only be, only be a positive thing. Uh and I think it's focusing on the positives. Don't focus on uh, ridding us of weakness. Focus on the gaining of strength. Uh, don't focus on poverty. Focus on wealth and abundance. Don't focus on s- avoiding sickness. Focus on just that absolute wellness and health being. Um, don't focus on just the negativity, focus on the positive, whatever it is you're thinking right now, again, 90% of thoughts are said to be negative, flip that around, I'm going to focus on the 10% that are positive, and then we get it to 11% as a whole, and 12%, and soon enough, that we hit that tipping point, as Malcolm Gladwell likes to say, and maybe we're now at 51-49 in favor of the positive thoughts, and I don't know what comes when that happens. But I'm sure Zell going to keep trying to bring in the positivity uh, in all aspects of life. And that's what I want to leave you guys with. Uh, whether you bring it through the strength consciousness that I'm going to be focusing on um, or just the positivity consciousness. Let's let's go with that. Uh, I, I encourage that for, for all aspects of your life. And I hope that some of these uh, things hit home with you and you can help bring the strength and the positivity into your own life.
Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free. So thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others. So thank you. Mm-hmm.